I have spent the last few years traveling the world and writing about my favorite elixir, whiskey. This show is all about the brands, the spirits, and the distilleries you know and love. Join us as we share our stories and our words of whiskey. Hello and welcome back to Words of Whiskey. I am Josh Hart. We are in our new studios here out at the Grandscape Center, the Grandscape Studios. Our new microphone stand, new layout, no window view behind me, but I, I actually like it more in here. It feels more of home with my radio background. Um, special guest on today. Uh, she is a CEO of the beautifulbooze.com. Uh, it is Natalie Miglieri. Miglieri. Did, I get, did I get that right? Migla, Miglarini. Miglarini. Miglarini, yes. How are, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing good. We emailed back and forth. We've had a couple of test runs. The audio works now. We can hear each other. We can record it. It's great. Uh, and uh, we were talking back and forth about what we wanted to, to try and talk about today. And I, I believe you chose Maker's Mark. Yes, I did choose Maker's Mark. What, what about Maker's Mark um, are you passionate about? Well, um, I think for one thing, it is a brand that is uh, essentially available to everybody. So, you know, my audience consists of a lot of home bartenders, a lot of people that are just wanting to make a dr an easy drink when they get home from work. So I feel that Maker's Mark is a very versatile whiskey that's really great sipping, but also making cocktails. Now, Natalie, so I talk about your, your clientele being home bartenders. Uh, I went on your site, and again, that's beautifulbooze.com. Uh, you had a lot of great cocktails on there. Uh, when someone says, hey, I'm trying to make a cocktail at home with Maker's Mark, where does your mind instantly go? I mean, my I first think about just a classic whiskey sour because I think that it really amplifies the whiskey without bringing the flavors down. Um, or hiding the profiles of the whiskey. So I tend to suggest something like a whiskey sour or an old fashioned, just those solid classic cocktails that are around three ingredients where you're not having to search for other bottles or make anything complicated. Yeah, that, that's always the hard part when you're trying to make like a cocktail and you want to be fancy. You have to go out and like buy like 17 ingredients and a certain ice cuber and all these different kinds of stuff. Really, for me, if it's going to be something you're going to have at your house, you know, like I have orange bitter, uh, regular, you know, the aromatic bitters, uh, a couple pieces of fruit, some lime, uh, you know, th those kind of things are what's on hand. So being able to make great cocktails um, without all the extra stuff that tends to go bad if you, if you don't drink all the time is, is a great mix. And then that's what I like about your site. Kind of give, gives you the, hey, here's how to make this. Here's what was good about it. And here's how we go through. What gave you your idea to start beautifulbooze.com? I mean, it was really that when I first started, before I started this, I was more of a bourbon on the rocks kind of person so I really didn't do that many cocktails but I had allocated a big whiskey collection and I wanted to start trying to figure out how to make cocktails because it really started about seven years ago for me and that's when I was in Seattle and the craft cocktail scene was coming up in 
bars and I started getting into making them at home. And so I, you know, I started thinking about, am I going to be able to make cocktails at home? They seem complicated when I go to the bar. How can I break that down and serve them at dinner parties or just after I come home from work? What are some ways to simplify the process that don't feel complicated? Yeah, no, that, that, that's a genius, uh, genius idea. I know that's one of the hard things I'm always like, Oh, I'm having friends over and it's, you know, already like six, six o'clock and we decided to make cocktails. And so you have to like, go to your, like, you have to like Google, okay, I have, I have Coke and I have, you know, here's what I have. What can I make with, what can I make with, with this? Um, so you did say maker's mark. I did actually have to have to go out and buy a small bottle. I didn't have a, a bottle of maker's mark at, at the house, but um, for us, for us, as an everyday bourbon, though, that's definitely one that you want to have on hand. Um, so I'm opening mine up now to pour in. I love the the wax. Uh, one, I also love their marketing has been spot on with the way that they do different things for different seasons. They'll have like um, during the during the NFL, they'll um, they'll do like the colors of the football teams that you would support. And they'll do yeah. like, for instance, you know, we're based in Dallas, so it's, it's the Cowboys. Uh, it's the blue and, and silver. But if you know, if you're in if you're in Seattle and you're a Seahawks fan, it could be the blue and the green. But uh, they allow themselves to kind of get creative with that top, which is kind of cool. That wax seal. Um, so um, as we're kind of going through Maker's Mark, it's going to be, I think, one of the traditional bourbons. Would you agree? Uh, well, I think. What's interesting about Maker's Mark is the story behind Maker's Mark. And when you look at the label, what initially comes to, to my mind, which might not for the average consumer, because maybe they haven't deep dived into whiskey, but they have written on there the whiskey without an E, which would what we would say is a scotch whiskey or a Japanese whiskey and how we would spell a Japanese whiskey or a, a whiskey from Scotland without the E. So I, it's interesting to understand why they've done that. Well, do you know the story behind that? My, um, what I thought it was is because they're, family comes from Scotland so they were making kind of a similar style or they were they learned how to make bourbon or whiskey from their ancestors in Scotland so when they did the labeling that's why they spelled it without an e huh yeah i i know the only thing i know about makers mark is um i toured their distillery and it was it was it was a great tour uh, like five or six years ago, I signed up for their ambassador program. So if you're, if you're not, it's really easy. You can sign up for an ambassador program uh, and they'll put your name on a barrel. So uh, my name is on a barrel and it is about a year away from, from being in a bottle. Uh, I'll be going out and buying several of those uh, when the opportunity arrives. Cause I feel like I've been a part of the process and waiting for my barrel to, to get to a, a reasonable age to be to be, be put in a maker's mark bottle so i'm kind of excited about that no that's really cool and that's another reason i really like maker's mark i feel like they have it over complicated it's like 
they've stuck to just a couple products. So they, you know what I mean? They haven't released so many products yeah. in their line. And I like the pro the different programs that they've implemented. Obviously, if you go to their visitor center, you're able to hand dip a bottle. That's really cool. Um, they they were one of the first people that implemented um, doing letting restaurants and bars have their own essential make up their own um, whiskey. Essentially, yeah. they would go there, show them the different staves. They could customize you know, a specific whiskey that they wanted. And I remember when I went to Kentucky to visit makers, they took me into this bar that literally used every part of the whiskey in the cocktail. So they made an old fashioned, somehow the bitters were made from the staves and the sugar oh, wow. was made from the, they used the staves and then they like smoked the glass <laughs> with something from the barrel. So they had used every part of the barrel and the staves and the liquid to create a cocktail, which was very interesting to me. But I think that reserve program, I think it's called is, is very cool. The yeah. way that work with different restaurants and bars to make that very customized. So, yep. you know, instead of having a bunch of different products, you can go to different restaurants and try makers in a different application or that has a, a couple different flavor tweaks. Yeah. And from a, like I said, a flavor profile, it is a great entry level if you've never tried bourbon before, but you've been curious. I mean, you're going to get the the vanilla, the caramel, all those essential kind of flavors, nothing over complicated. Uh, you get that warm finish. You do get, you do get some, some of that mouth, like, like that mouth feel of, of, of the alcohol level on there. You can, you can definitely tell it's booze, uh, but it's not going to be anything that's going to be overwhelming or like, you know, totally ruin your palate. But yeah, no, uh, that, that is a great one to go with for cocktails. Uh, Natalie, thank you for coming on, on the podcast again. Uh, go check out beautifulbooze.com. Uh, you can get the book out now. Hardcover's only 25 bucks, So it's a great holiday gift uh, as we're getting ready for Thanksgiving and Christmas around the corner. Love that. Love that plug. There you go. Uh, I like that cover, too. It's very nice. Um, it has a two cover. Like, it comes with a cover with a photo on yeah. it, like um, a jacket, and you can take it off. So this wow. is what That's great. So there you go. You can, on Amazon, there'll be a link below for all of that. Uh, Natalie, thank you so much, uh, and hopefully we'll stay in touch. Yes, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.